This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Animation Addicts podcast with the Rotoscopers, episode 260, ranking the Disney wartime era films. Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, the number one place to get your animation fix with animation addicts just like you. Each episode, we dive into the wonderful world of animation featuring Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, and everything in between. From hilarious discussions and movie reviews to interviews with industry insiders, this show's mission is to brighten your day through our love of animation. So hop on your nerdy couch, grab some snacks, and get ready to hang out with your animation besties because it's time to dive into to today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Animation Addicts podcast with the Rotoscopers. We are the Rotoscopers, and we are going to be talking about some fabulous movies that you may or may not have seen. Some of these, it's been a really long time, but I have seen them all. Morgan, how are you? I'm doing great. It is thundering overhead, which if you know, I'm from Arizona, we live in the deserts. So we do not get rainstorms very often, but we do have this miraculous time of year. It comes around every year in theory. In theory, yeah. Very disappointing when it doesn't, but it's called monsoon season where we just get these incredible thunderstorms and dust storms. And if you live in Arizona, everybody loves monsoon. Yes. It's just a thing. I've never met anyone who doesn't love monsoon season. It's just because we don't get rain. And so whenever you have a rainy day, it's just so Yeah, we get about 12 days of rain a year. So (laughs) it's like, please, please bring it. (laughs) We need this. Yeah. So we're at the beginning of monsoon season. And the fact that there is, I can see thunder and lightning and hear it outside my window just brings me so much joy and happiness. So if you hear a little rumbling in the background, that's what that is. Not my tummy. It is the thunder. Thunder! So today we're going to be talking about a follow-up Nerdy Couch discussion. We're doing a series on the different eras of Walt Disney Animation Studios. Last time we talked about Disney's golden era. And this time you think, oh, we're going to talk about the Silver Age. Nope, we are not. We are talking about the wartime era, which is a very interesting, somewhat forgotten era. So before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. And then we'll be back. We'll be happy chappies, we'll stand be so rapid, you'll find us beneath our sombrero. When I think about the wartime era films, I definitely think of a, a forgotten time. And even when we did all of the song lists, I didn't go back to these just because they do have a lot of songs, but none of them actually played into the like musical side. They were just like, just fill it with songs. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. and there are only a couple that I actually remember, like Ichabod, Ichabod Crane, I remember. And 
But three caviar, yeah. we are like birds <laughs> of a feather. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like there's a couple songs from there that I remember, but it's like all of these are are just chock full of music. Yeah, this is a very interesting age because this this was born out of necessity. Mm-hmm. So this is the wartime era, obviously, and because the war was was happening, World War II, it was encompassing everything. The full length feature films, which we had known to love, there were five up until this point which were so amazing. Some didn't do that well because the war was happening. So they had to stop that at a certain point because it just wasn't happening. And they weren't really able to get the financing for the full length films, but they were able to do a lot of propaganda films for the U S army. And that helped keep the bills on and the lights running. But as far as making films that they were going to release, at least stateside, they were only able to get funding for films that were more of these short vignette sort of, Mm -hmm. Um, where instead of it being a big drawn out thing, which was much more costly, it's like, okay, let's just do, you you can chunk it out and do little stories, which you had, they had previously, you know, done shorts and, and been very, very successful. So, um, there's a few of these that, you know, came out during this time. And again, it was just out of necessity that this even came around. So side note, Mm -hmm. also the other thing I remember when I think about these movies is, when you and I went to Destination D, Destination D, and they had this documentary playing about all of the wartime films, and it's like if I were to go back and watch that movie at a time when we weren't really tired, I think I it was at the very end of the day. Oh, it was gosh. the last thing we'd been a whole day, and then we watched this very long documentary very long, about very Walt's slow. trips to South America. Yeah, and it, I just remember falling asleep. <laughs> I think we both and feeling fell bad. Yeah, because it was like I really, I would like to go back and watch that now. Yeah, I I'm just, sure they had a lot Disney of really Plus. good stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe they did. Let's talk about the different films and you know what makes them different. So there's Saludos Amigos, and it's a four part film that includes live action and animation highlighting Latin America, along with the Three Caballeros in 1944. That's a live action slash animated film about Latin America. It's a follow up. It's both of these together were created to to form goodwill mm-hmm. um, about our neighbors in the South and Latin America. And it was to try to create positive feelings about Latin America during the wartime. Uh-huh. So, you know, Hitler was trying to do the opposite. So that ended up happening. And those were specifically funded specifically, you know, for that purpose dissuade Nazi propaganda. So let's do American propaganda. Right. About South America. It's just all, all wartime all over the place. Yeah. Okay. So Saludos Amigos, there's, you know, that one has four different parts to it. And the three Caballeros has Donald and then two other birds of a feather. Right. Uh-huh. And not my favorite, either of those. No, I don't, I don't go out of my way to watch these ones. I'm pretty sure I've only ever watched both of them once. Mm-hmm. And it was just so that I could say that. I mean, the fact that I had this like completers mentality, even at a young age is really funny to me, <laughs> but it was most definitely there. And was like, I must own these films and I must know what they are. And I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I've only ever watched them once. And it, because it was just, they do have a lot of live action uh, and animation hybrid happening. Mm-hmm. And so you have a lot of these scenes that were just kind of like, videos of people dancing and then you throw in a a couple animated characters around it and like so it doesn't have like a a through line in most of it they have a line you know that connects everything but it's not like 
there's no hero's journey that you go yeah. that you go yeah. through. And so I think that's one of the places where it, it falls short and it doesn't add the same amount of the same amount of engagement to it. When you go later on into like the Ichabod Crane, then that's where you get okay, I've I have a hero's journey or at least I have a drama that I can kind of follow. Yeah, that's the problem. It's not something that's going to captivate you and keep you engaged and make you want. And and that's the problem when it was we're not going at this create with the main intention of creating an amazing movie, yeah. amazing story. It was we have to create goodwill. Well, and also know? it like Walt had just gone through a lot of issues with his company. So all of his employees mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of basically just backed out on him after he felt like he had done so much for them. And so he was just kind of he was just burnt out and so i think a lot of this was like we'll go down there we'll film a whole bunch of stuff and then we'll try to like piece it together later and it feels like that so you don't have like intention from the beginning yeah yeah which i mean sometimes it it works out fine that way (laughs) but sometimes it doesn't so the next one is make my music it has a variety of shorts and I'll list them. There's the first one, The Martins and the Coys. The second, Blue Bayou. Third, All the Cats Join In. Four, Without You. Five, Casey at Bat. Six, Two Silhouettes. Seven, Peter and the Wolf. Eight, You've Gone, uh, After You've Gone. Nine, Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet. And ten, The Whale Who Wanted to Sing at the Met. Now, some of these are very iconic mm-hmm. because I've seen them just independently as yeah. shorts. Peter and the Wolf, yes, I think is very good. The Whale Who Wanted to Sing must have been on some sort of VHS that I had. I we never had this one, but I do specifically remember that one because at the end, the whale dies and like sings in heaven. <laughs> I feel like some of these were, especially the Peter and the Wolf, was definitely something I watched in music class as well, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. independently. So right. you have a couple of these that they try to throw in there for that. Yeah, and th- and these are still considered war- wartime propaganda. It's just a collection of songs put to animation. You know, kind of no rhyme or reason. It 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 to me kind of feels like the Walt Disney Animation Shorts collection that they put out. Uh huh. You know, like hey, we created all these shorts and so we played them in front of all of our films. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what to do with them now, so like here's a <laughs> DVD where you can watch them all. Like that's what kind I of what this DVD. feels like to me. <laughs> I know I have those too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No really rhyme or reason. It's just like, hey, you want to have a good time and watch 10 different shorts? Here you go. Yeah, just a repackaging of it. Yeah. But now it's like canonized as an uh, actual. Yeah. I'm like, ah, dang it. (laughs) You're you're trying to make money off of this. I got to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) So next up, 1947 was fun and fancy free. This one, I think, does it better than Uh the previous one. It's a two part movie. The first one is about a circus bear named Bongo. And the second part is what's even the most memorable part of this to me is the retelling of Jack and the Beanstalk featuring Mickey, Donald and Goofy. And they have like the singing harp. They have the, oh, what a happy day. That's like the opening song for that. That does nothing for you. You clearly you clearly didn't watch this. I think I had a video. I think I had a VHS specifically of just the Mickey and the Beanstalk portion. I'm pretty sure I had that as well. Yeah. But I only watched it a couple times. Ah, you weren't into it. Yeah. There's the part at the very beginning where there, there's a famine, there's a drought in the land, uh-huh. and there's a, there's a core memory of Slicing. Mickey trying to s- slice the bean. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> makes an impact on you. It does. So next up is Melody Time. So this is another package film. It has less than Make Mine Music, which is good. So it has Once Upon a Winter Time, The Bumble Boogie, The Legend of Johnny Appleseed, Little Toot, Trees, Blame It on the Samba, and Pecos Bill. Some of them are kind of Americana, but not enough to really make this a full-on like American set yeah right right so there's that one pecos bill yeah we actually did that at the rock and our ranch and yeah it was like a goal of my dad for years to like like we need to put that on the screen as we're playing this song <laughs> just like <laughs> so i had to like go in and re-edit it in order to make it work and fit and it's like too short to really work so oh uh-huh. it's just like uh, I have, that's my core memory. <laughs> it was like all the work your dad made you do for Pecos Bill. Right. Pecos Bill was quite a cowboy <laughs> down in Texas, a Western Superman to say the least. See, some of these would be good to, to show my kids. Yeah. I don't like just cause they're short, they're quick, they're iconic, but some of them I'm like, yeah, I'll pass. Yeah. Then the only other one after that is the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad in 1949. So again, the space it's from 1943 to 1949. Later on, they start picking back up and doing the feature films again. And Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. This is another one. It's like, I didn't own this actual film. I own just like half of the film. They they love to like break these up. Yeah. When they were releasing them in the, like the 80s and the 90s. So yeah. I only had the Adventures of Ichabod and I never saw the Mr. Toad portion until way later. Yes. Um, but I, I prefer these two like when they just have the two longer shorts. For me, that works better than like here you have 10. Right. Yeah. So I remember specifically the adventures of Ichabod. I think my sister won that. So it was her VHS mm. specifically. I always <laughs> remember like it. we had to know it was her VHS. That's really funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which having kids now, I'm like, oh, yes, this weird territorial thing is is a thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So, OK, so this is an interesting era. It's it's very forgotten and because there's no thread of a storyline through most of these they're just like random conglomerations the ones that do it best are the ones that maybe only have one or two right i'm just gonna start off and rank mine rank away okay my lowest one is gonna be make my music next up would be melody time and then saludos amigos three caballeros is one that i'm like okay i start adding people that i know or at least continuous characters that i get and I understand even though Saludos Amigos has them, it's just I feel like I remember Three Caballeros more. Maybe it's just because of the theme song. I don't know. But <laughs> that one is uh-huh. going to be number three. And then number two, I'm going to say is Fun and Fancy Free because of the Jack and the Beanstalk. And then number one is going to be Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Ichabod Crane is number one of the two, but mm-hmm. both of them. <laughs> That's where my ranking would be. Okay. So I'm going to do number six, Saludos Amigos. It just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Not my jam. Number five, Make Mine Music. There's too much going on there. Number four, The Three Caballeros. Uh But again, I really haven't watched it that many times. Three, Melody Time. Two, Fun and Fancy Free. I love me, The Mickey and the Beanstalk. And then number one, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Those two stories are far, far superior than any of the other ones below. Yeah. So there we go. That is Disney's wartime era. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us at this on this wartime know. film. <laughs> I want to know what you are ranking these films. So please go to rotoscopers.com slash 260 and we'll be able to check that out. 
as well as you can check out a lot of the older articles that we've had from these different eras. Those will be linked in the show notes as well. We've had a lot of writers who've put so much work and so much time and love and dedication into some of these articles. So definitely check out the website. We've got a full wealth of of content there waiting for you. All right. Until next time, we We are are the Rotoscopers. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to sing a little bit of the song just because I don't think that they actually sing this because this is a Roy Rogers song. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know who Roy Rogers is, you definitely need to shame on you. Shame on you. You need to go look them up and, and do do yourself a little more education. Uh, so it goes, Pecos Bill was quite a cowboy down in Texas. Why, he's the Western Superman, to say the least. He was the roughest, toughest critter, never known to be a quitter because he never had no fear of man nor beast. So yippee-yay-hey, yippee-yay-yo, he's the toughest critter west of the Alamo. Now, once a band of rustlers stole a herd of cattle, but the ones they stole they didn't know was Bills, and when he caught them crooked villains, Pecos knocked out all their fillings, and that's the reason why there's gold in them their hills. <laughs> I always <laughs> liked that. that. Impressive. <laughs> yippee-yay-hey, yippee-yay-yo, he's the toughest critter west of the Alamo. It's fun lyrics. Just take a look at it. It's fun. Nice. The, this is the, the breakdown part. It goes into Pecos lost his way while traveling through the desert. Wah, wah, wah. It was 90 miles across the burning sand. We knew he'd never reach the border if he didn't get some water. So he got a stick and he dug the Rio Grande. <laughs> Yippee-yay-yay-yay-yay-yo. He's the toughest critter of the Alamo. So that one actually has an additional bit of funny to it because in the show at the Rock and R Ranch, they would also sing the song Water, which mm-hmm. if you go in and listen to it as in a historical version, most of it is very som not somber, but it's very serious. Like the song itself mm-hmm. is serious, mm-hmm. but they turned it into more of a, a joke uh, because we had Danny Boy, who was our fiddle player. His character that he played during the show was more of the dumb character. And yeah. so my dad was the guy that was singing the whole song. And Danny Boy really wants to, to join in, but he doesn't know the words. And so he just kind of like water, water, like throws it in random places. And they mm-hmm. like, so the whole thing is trying to get him to say water at the right moment. He finally gets it. And he, they're like, no, you're supposed to do it right there. And he's just, he doesn't understand. So it's part of the joke. And then later on in the show, we would do Pegasus Bill. And then at that point where when he didn't get the border, if he didn't get some. And then Danny Boy would say water as a playback from the original mm-hmm. joke. It was good times. So now, you know, a part of the Rock and Ranch now set, I know. set list. I love it. I can I can take over his job. Now. <laughs> you I'm should. Yeah. Totally, totally ready. <laughs> <laughs> OK, sorry about that tangent. You've been listening to the Animation Addicts podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave us a five-star review. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to help spread the word, be sure to share the podcast with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag us at Rotoscopers on Instagram and use the hashtag Animation Addicts. For all the links and full show notes for this episode, go to rotoscopers.com slash podcast. Now, if you still can't get enough for your animation fix, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and visit rotoscopers.com for more animation news, reviews, and interviews. Thanks for listening.